Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spade. He's one of our elders, and here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets, where we open up the Old Testament, we move through the narrative and the text, and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. Um, if you're listening listening to this on the Heart and Heads podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. Um, if this ministry has blessed you or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want, want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that uh, take, will take you to PayPal, and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, we're going to pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining okay. us. Got it? Let's pray. Let's pray, guys. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have first to be your children uh, through the death, burial, and resurrection of your son. We can't say thank you enough, Father, for the relationship we have and, and that's available to us. And then also, Father, that we get the chance to study together and to, and to study from your word. We pray, Father, that you be with us this evening as we study. Father, help us to have an open heart, a clean mind, a clear mind, so that we can understand and, and accept the things that we hear and things that we see written. And Father, help us to have the courage to apply these things to our lives. Thank you so much for the word. And thank you for the power that it has to change men's lives. Bless us, Father, as we, uh, as we strive to navigate through it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 21 this morning. Exodus chapter 21. We've, uh, you know, we've, we've come to that point where God has come on the mountain. The darkness was surrounding it. Mm -hmm. There was smoke and all this stuff. And the people rejected God. They said, we can't deal with this. Moses, you go and intercede. Moses alone walked into the darkness. That was Exodus 20. And now he is dealing with God and God is fleshing out, you know, the rest of uh, this code, this law code that they're going to have. And Dan, in, in our society today, you know, where do we find the law? You know, where, where do we find a law that we're going to be held accountable to? Well, you talk about in, in a... In, in like a, a in our secular society. Secular society, I mean, we, you find it... You know, the, the in every county, every city, you know, every state uh, has laws of some kind or another. Every state varies in some of the laws they have. It, there's a penal code that uh, that you have uh, uh, that you're supposed to go by. It's supposed to be founded on and uh, and and patterned after the the Constitution. Uh, you know, we we live in a society of of rules and and and. Uh, laws that we're supposed to be a, a, adhere to, and uh, so. But I think you find them in every county, in every city. They're they're different. City, some some cities are different. Some state, let's say, some states are different. You know, Texas may be different than than say Louisiana, or Texas may be different than Washington in some of the in some of the laws they yeah. enact because of of legislatures and stuff like that. But. Uh, you know, and that's secularly. And if you're going to drive through those states, I know if you're, you know, if you have a, a concealed carry permit, you know, and I don't, but I know people that do. And they say, you know, going from state to state, you need to know what the laws are for that state because they may vary from the state that you were in to the state that you're going to. Can you be held accountable for a law that hasn't been written down? Well, you're not supposed to be. 
not supposed to be, you know, and I think there's a lot of, there's, you know, when you, when you presuppose what a law really means instead of a legislature or a court saying this defines that law, people have gotten out of jail because of that. People, you know, cases have got thrown out because of that, because they would, the law wasn't defined well enough. Right, because it's supposed to be, for, for it to be binding, for the law to be binding on us, it has to be written down. It has to be written down, and, and then it has to be challenged, you know, through processes that each state has or the government has. I mean, we've got a Supreme Court sure. that, that, that hears cases based on law. That's what a Supreme Court justice is supposed to be. So, to if, be... It's, so if it's not in the penal code... Uh, not counting a Supreme Court decision or a court mm -hmm. decision, right? But if it's not in the penal code, for example, I remember a, a group of boys, uh, I think they were from Florida, who uh, recorded some poor soul drowning. Mm -hmm. They sat there and they recorded it and they watched it and they laughed about it and they did nothing. Horrible. I remember the country being outraged. Nothing could be done mm -hmm. because there is no law stating that a witness of something a witness of something mm, like yeah, that okay, has to do X, Y, Z. So they, even though they did this despicable thing and everybody agreed it was despicable, mm. nothing could be done because it wasn't written down. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I agree. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the one that's kind of a lot, one that is constantly on everyone's mind right now, I, I think would be Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. We, you know, they're, Abortion they, they've challenged mm -hmm. that Roe v. Wade decision at the Supreme Court, uh, I think through, I think it was Missouri's law, abortion ban, something like that. So they're challenging that directly and they're telling the justices this needs to be repealed. Of course, Roe v. Wade, when it was decided, found a right to abortion. You know, it wasn't an enumerated right. In other words, it wasn't directly spelled out like the right to bear arms, the right to yeah, freedom of speech, yeah. or the right to petition the government, all of those types of things. So the, the court found it. Setting aside those issues, normally in our society, for us to be held accountable to something, we actually have to, that, that right or that law has to be written out. Mm -hmm. For me to be, those boys are the example, for them to be held accountable for that despicable thing, watching that person drown, mm -hmm. um, the law would have to say. Well, yeah, there, there was there was at some point that, you know, now we have in, in a lot of states, we have the castle doctrine. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody comes into your house, right. you, can, you can defend your home and your property and your life. And there was a time when that wasn't the case. Correct. You could get in real trouble if you shot someone like that. Uh, you know, I was told one time that uh, uh, by a, a police officer, you know, a long time ago, said if you if you know, and I was having problems with somebody, and and they were threatening me, and they were coming to my house, and and uh, and and one of the police officers said if if you have to do something drastic, make sure we find them in your house. And I'm going, you know, well. Because it now there's a now they're specific to that law. This is what you can do now because it's been challenged in court and all that stuff, and it wouldn't be necessarily so that they'd have to find them in my house. I think you know? I think I have to include a disclaimer here. We are not lawyers, and this is no, not no, legal no, absolutely advice. not. Uh, we're, we're trying to get to a point. Yeah, we're getting to we're getting to a point. This is just a, a very general and broad discussion. <laughs> yes. This is not in yeah. any way legal advice. But we, we are not but lawyers. we come into into play that comes into play in our own lives sometimes, right? Where it absolutely now does. it's different than when I was 19 to where I'm 70 years old. And when we transition to the word of God, mm -hmm. we take our cultural understanding with us. We're sadly, sadly, we do we that do. sometimes. And we're about to get in a whole lot of law here. Yeah, we are. And God is going to be laying these things down. And we are going to be tempted to think 
this is it. Like this, it's black and white now. They've got a law. This is the way things were. And what we need to understand is in this culture, in this time, that is not the case. This is a legal code, but it's not the end all be all. The, G the Jews would have developed actually not would have, did develop an entire system around these tenants, mm -hmm. right? So these should not, not be- Not all of them did they get right. And not all of them they got right. That's absolutely true. Jesus will come and tell them so. They, they, some of the stuff they didn't get right. Yeah. So understand that they developed, the Jews would have developed or did develop around this code. This became like the heart of how of their legal and jurisprudence mindset yes and that's what this is really about this isn't we should not think of this as black and white penal code we ought to think of this as guidelines this is how it should work right they're gonna they're gonna talk about there's gonna be something in here about um if a if a child hits his parents he's to be stoned and put to death okay understand that if a child hit his parents in this day and age they did not drag this boy out and immediately stone him Okay, there was the found, we often think that, and we think that because of the penal code, but there is a lot of leeway in between the, the act and that final punishment. There would have been all sorts of precedents and safeguards in place, in fact, to save this boy's life, mm -hmm. right? Assuming it was a boy, but, you know, if the child, so I'm going to walk very briefly through a possible scenario based on this law code. A child hits his father or mother. The law code says that person is supposed to be stoned. Okay, but that's not how it went down. What would have went down is that boy hit his father or mother, and then depending on what the father and mother wanted to do, that boy would have been taken to the court specifically because it involves a death penalty. He would have gone before the Sanhedrin. He would have gone before the the elders and the ju the supreme judges. I said the Sanhedrin thinking about New Testament times. Yeah, but that one. They, they would have. No he would have gone through the ultimate court it would have gone to their highest judge possibly in this case it would have been moses or aaron and and it would have been to, to through through the priesthood it would through have gone the, absolutely through, priesthood. through the priesthood yeah. and so then they would sit and decide over this case and the precedent that eventually came into effect was if the entire court if the entire judge the whole panel of judges unanimous unanimously convicts this boy to a death sentence they would have scrapped the trial and they would have restarted the trial, okay? This is where they eventually ended up. Why? Because of the sanctity of life. It was very, very important. Like, so when we understand this dynamic, John chapter 8 makes more sense. Mm -hmm. The Pharisees drag this poor woman before Jesus yeah. and they're demanding that he stone her. And the, the law says. And the, and the law, and, the, and they say, well, the law says. They are misrepresenting the law in that case. They're misusing the standard See, if, of the law when, in that case. You know, when people understand what we're trying to get them right. to understand, they under, they start to understand better what Jesus was doing when it comes to the Sabbath day, when it comes to that particular case with the woman caught in adultery. You know, in many instances, Jesus, Jesus overrode the law because their system had gotten it so out of kilter. Yeah. That it, they had abandoned the heart of the law. Absolutely. Here's what he's given us is the yeah. heart of the law. Okay. It's and you know, and one of the one of the That's questions. That's why he gave them judges. That's why he gave them priests. He's Absolutely. gonna give them judges down the road to help judge these cases. Absolutely. And yeah. there's a lot of leeway. See, we think of it as a penal code. Yeah. A Western style penal code. It is not. This law that has been given is not a Western style penal code. Okay. 
It is guidelines. And we see this. We see, and we'll get into it in a little bit. We'll see some direct examples out of the scriptures where somebody says they go did something according to the law, and it's not in the law anywhere in there, right? Well, where where did they get this from? Well, it was part of the stuff that developed around the law to flesh this out. And that's a lot of why Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7, he deals with a lot of this stuff and says, you have heard said, thou shalt not commit adultery. He said, I look, I tell you, if you look upon a woman to lust after her, you already committed adultery with her in your heart. And that's that standard is not only for the kingdom. See, a lot of times, especially the Sermon on the Mount, we want to go see he's talking to the kingdom. Not yet he's not. No. He's Now, is that going to be the heart? Yes. Absolutely. And everyone, any Jew that was sitting there, it's their response, the disciples' response to Jesus in that situation is so telling, right? It, it, thinking about the, when he tells them about divorce, right? You know, who could possibly do this? Who can do this? Well, you can't on your own. And that's the point. Yeah. Jesus is, is pointing out, and this was the whole point of the law. You really couldn't keep it the way you should on your own. Yeah. You need God to do it. And, that, and that's why he gave them in this this code, he's going to give them ways out. Yes. He's going to give them yes. sacrifices to, to, to override. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. That's, that's going to come. That it's actually come. really funny because 21 to 24, 24, there's a little break and we get back to the narrative a little bit. Moses goes up with the elders and he eats and they accept the covenant and, we'll and all look these at things. That we get there and we're going to week. look at that. But 21 to 20 to 24 is all pretty much this legal code, this legalese. Yeah. And then after 24, from like 25 to 32 is the same thing. It's yeah. more legalese. And then 32, they immediately break covenant yeah. and create an idol, right? So, I mean, right at the outside, right from the beginning, they mess up. And God then has to respond. Well, how do we deal with, how does these people deal with themselves? And how do I deal with them when they break covenant? And that's the book of Leviticus. And we'll jump into the book and, of Leviticus. And it's not like God said, uh-oh, I made a mistake. No, 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 no. The plan always was. Oh, because he's going to bring Jesus through this. Right. All right. And Jesus is going to be the fulfillment of this. There's all this foreshadowing. Yeah. All, and, yeah. and the Hebrew writer will call it shadows. Well, I don't but, want anybody to mis, misunderstand that we're thinking, well, God said, well, okay, well, now how am I going to deal with these people? Well, he already knew. Oh, already no. Had play. Yeah, don't, I'm, I'm, and I may have misspoken there. I need to be more careful with, with my words. But absolutely not. God is in the book of Leviticus. God is taking this broken people and he's saying, okay, so when you screw up, because you're going to screw up, this is how you. Yeah, fix this is how you get out. Of it. All right, yeah. but let's jump into okay. this and let's look at some of this. And, and right at the and, outset, and guys, we're gonna we're gonna go through three chapters here. Try to really quick. Yeah, we're not gonna deal with every situation. No, but we're gonna we're no. gonna deal with some of the more the, some of the sticky stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk yeah. about some sticky yeah, stuff, right? In fact, it jumps right on into twenty one. So God says in in twenty one one, these are the laws you are to set before them. And he's, of course, he's talking to Moses, speaking uh, yeah. to the Israelites. And right off the bat, if you buy a Hebrew servant, that is not servant, that's slave. Yeah, I understand uh, very clearly. The in, in the NIV, they translate that as servant, but it is absolutely slave. That's what he's talking about here. Um, under the law, the law that God mm -hmm. gave, God has God cares about how the Hebrews are going to deal with their slaves. Mm -hmm. And someone might say, "Well, wait a minute. Why don't they just get rid of? Why doesn't God just get rid of slavery completely?" Understand that's not how God does things. Okay, mm -hmm. God wants you to change. And what's interesting is. What he gives them, what he says here, actually destroys the practice of slavery among the Israelites. That's what it actually ends up doing because yeah. you cannot practice slavery with what God says here. So let's get into it. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve you for six years, but in the seventh year, he shall go free without paying anything. So if you buy one of your countrymen, one of the people that is supposed to be a, a priest to God, 
a priest for God to the world, to the nations, understand he's only to serve you for six years, but in the seventh year, he shall go free without paying anything. So this isn't like, oh, he's supposed to, you know, pay all this money down to get his freedom. No, 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 understand this is only for a temporary thing. There's going to be something later called the year of Jubilee where they all go free. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so God puts within this stuff saying, hey, this isn't okay. This only needs to be for a time and then they need to go free, right? Um, if he comes alone, he is to go free alone. But if he has a wife, when he comes, she is to go with him. Now understand too, this isn't, this isn't, Civil War era slavery we're talking no. about. I mean, God's already, you can't have that with what God's already said. But on top of all of this, to a degree, we're also talking about this type of slavery that's called indentured servitude. So in this scenario, a Hebrew would have fallen on such difficult times that the only way he saw that he could save himself or save his family is to to sell himself to you. Yeah. Right? Oftentimes in relation to exactly as you said as a debt. So that's that's really what's in view here, but even within that there are these very very strong limits, right? If he comes alone, he is to go free alone, but if he has a wife when he comes, she is to go with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master, and only the man shall go free. Now that's that seems pretty horrific. That seems pretty horrible. I was, I was being a pretty extreme. It is pretty extreme. Yeah, pretty extreme. And it is. This is an extreme people mm -hmm. in an extreme culture. But the practices of the culture around the Hebrews was much worse. Oh, yeah. There was no there was no free. But it sounds there was pretty no, extreme from God. You know, and what's funny is it sounds extreme because we're on this side of the cross. Yeah. We're on this side of Jesus saying, this is really the crux of it. Love the Lord your God with everything you got and love your neighbor as yourself. The reason we think it's extreme is because God's come along and revealed to us the way we ought to behave. And and, and Ephesians tells us that if, that if you're going to be a servant, then be a really, really good servant. Serve him wholeheartedly. But it also says masters. If you're going to be a master, be a really good master. Well, let's let's look at that real quick because you brought it up. So let's jump over to Ephesians Ephesians six. 6. So this is under, this is, this is the apostle Paul writing to the church, right? Mm -hmm. So first of all, understand that the vast majority of Christians in the first century were slaves. Yeah. If you're talking about Christians in Gentile nations that have converted to Christianity, so not Jews, it was very likely they were slaves. The church consisted primarily of Jews and Gentile slaves. Now that's, that wasn't a fully the case. There were well-to-do Gentiles in the church certainly is the case, but the yeah. vast majority of them were slaves. So understand, when Paul is saying this, he's speaking to the majority of the church. Slaves, obey your earthly Lord masters. Verse five. This is Ephesians 6, verse 5. Ephesians 6, verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And every single pro-slave, uh, pro-slave uh, church member back in the 1800s stopped reading. Yeah. And said, see, right here, God's okay with slavery. Yeah. The problem is it didn't stop there. 
slavery practiced in the first century by Rome is not the same slavery that was practiced in the 1800s. Mm. Not at all. First of all, the slavery that was practiced in Rome, you couldn't set slaves free. This was a generational thing. They were born a slave, they died a slave. And if you just let a slave go in first century Rome and they were found, they were treated like an escaped slave, which means they were crucified. This is not the same thing in the 1800s, no. where if a slave got free and made it across the border into the north, he oftentimes was free, right? Yeah. This is not the same thing at all, okay? This it is not. And then on top of it, what we're dealing with in the 1800s is slavery that is based on uh, ethnicity and race, right? In the first century, that wouldn't have been the case. Anybody could have become a slave. Anybody could, could end up being a slave. But they stopped reading in verse 8. Read verse 9. It said, then masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do Hold not. on. Same way. Same this way. is treat your masters, treat your slaves as they are treating you. What was the standard for slaves? Obey. Yeah. Obey. Treat them as if you as if you were as you serve as if you were serving Christ. Masters, treat them the same way. Treat them as if you were serving Christ. The masters are expected to treat the slaves as if they are Christ. Yeah. And the slaves are expected to treat the masters as if they are Christ. Brothers and sisters, this is literally very like almost no different than the expectation of members of the church to one another. We ought to lay down our lives for one another. Imagine, well, that's Dan. what you said a while ago. It said, you know, we're to love one another. That's, you know, love God with all of our heart and then love, love our neighbors ourselves, love each other. They said, you know, in John chapter 13, he said, and they'll know you're my disciples by the love you have one for another. So when we come back to Exodus, and you're absolutely right, when we come back to Exodus and we read this, right? If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master and only the man shall go free. And we go, how in the world could you possibly love that person as themselves and do this? And that's the point. That was the point. What was oftentimes practiced was they would all go free. Now, if you had a despicable master who wasn't, who didn't, who didn't, who was looking for his, oh yeah, he could assert, he could. But God wants these people to change and he wants them to change on their own. He wants them to start changing. He wants them to start going, wait a minute, how do I deal with one another? And what, and what, what happened was they didn't do that a lot of times. Sometimes they yep. did, sometimes they didn't. Basically, it's the same thing we find when we're given a law code. All that law code does is tell us, hey, this is the standard. You either meet the standard or you don't. And what the Israelites found is oftentimes they wouldn't meet the standard. Mm -hmm. The problem with this law code is if you broke this law code, it meant death. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we needed a redeemer. All of this is what the Apostle Paul says when he says this law was intended to lead us to Christ. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here. It's not a simple penal code, and that's really what. And, and I think I think out. we're going to find a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, we could read every verse. What, Absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'd be here all. We'll be here for the for the. I'll be dead before we get through. But you know, the the point here is there's a lot going on that connects us to the New Testament. We're going to try to do that from time to time. Yes. Bits and pieces of it. Uh, you know, there's there's more here. It says if the guy says he wants to stay, then mark him. Then mark him. Yeah. Mark him with a, oh, put it in his earlobe. Mark him with a, and it's the same thing that happens with us. I want to be connected to Christ. God marks me with the Holy Spirit. 
It's what he tells me in Ephesians chapter 1, that I'm marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. You know, he marks me because now I'm going to be a servant to Christ. I'm going to be a slave to Christ. Well, and why And why would he do that? Because he, it says, it says very clearly, right? He loves, but if a servant declares, I love my master and my wife and children and do not want to go free. Then, he, then, he's, then he's there. I mean, we're, we're talking about a completely different culture with a completely different dynamic. Does yeah. that excuse slavery? Of course not. All no, people are made in the this, image of this God. This doesn't have anything to do with what happened in the 1800s. We can, go, we can go backwards and we can go forwards and we can look at the statements of God and look at this in the middle and we go, he's doing something here. We can go forwards to Jesus and say, love Lord your God with everything you've got and love your neighbor as yourself. We can go backwards to God in Genesis where he says, all people created in my I, I image. Think, I think what it teaches us, Cole, is that no matter what situation you find yourself in, there is a, there is a standard that God sets for us. That's absolutely right. And, whether, and here he's just talking about slavery or servanthood. You know, it can mean anything. It could be, it could be, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to work on cars or I'm going to go to, and I'm going to work on ambulance or I'm going to go, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be, or I'm going to go at the grocery store and I'm going to work at the grocery store. Be the very best you can be. That's right. Serve with everything you have. That's right. Serve as if, as if you were serving Christ. Absolutely. You know, if you, if you put a smile on your face, put a, put a, put a bounce in your step. Put a sparkle in your eye and say, man, I am a child of the king. And I've been marked with the Holy Spirit of promise. I have been, I got a, I got a hole in my ear. It's basically, he said, man, I've got, I've got the Holy Spirit in me. And it's my turn to treat them like Jesus. And maybe for the first time, they'll get treated that way. Especially when the people that are over you or the people that you're working for treat you bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I cannot stress how important it is in those moments for you to act like Christ. Well, you know, Cole, I mean, we live in a culture where we're in a lot of instances, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of instances, people are angry. Yeah. yeah. They're hurt. They're, they're broke. They're sick. And they, and they feel like nobody cares. Nobody's, nobody's listening to them. Mm. They got a government that's not listening to them, you know, and they're making laws. I don't care. I don't care what party. I'm not, it's not what I'm talking. You know, they just feel alienated. And if you walk into a room and they're their life and treat them with respect and kindness and treat them as if nobody ever treated them before, they're going to respond. Right. They'll respond. I'm, I'm just telling They'll respond. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but at some point it's going to make a difference in their life. It will. I mean, you, you don't, I mean, when you, you know, things come up and you, and they, they look at you like, Why'd you do that? Well, because it's the right thing to do. They, they don't understand because that's the society we live in. And I think all that hinges off all of these, this law code that he gives. You know, how, what are we going to learn? Man, we're going to learn into details. And yeah, you know, I remember, I remember when I first became a Christian, I said, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be doomed because I can't eat catfish anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, and my father was going, what? Well, I can't eat pork anymore either because I connected this to me. And you can't, you can't do that. Well, and, and you're, you get such a great point, right? So we do two things when we come to this law code. We immediately think that this is a penal Western style law code. It's not. Which it's not. These are guidelines, as I've already said. So think For about this it. People. Think about it. If the standard, think about it from a guideline perspective. If the standard is, this is the way you're to treat them. And we've already seen how 
they were supposed to treat the slaves, right? Let them go, you know, if the slave wants to stay. I mean, so bizarre, kind of like bizarre stuff from what we would normally think. But there's already a standard of what's the heart here? Release. What's the heart here? Love, right? Yeah. If, you're, if he loves you, then you can treat take him like him. family. Bring him in. Like treat him like family. So we're already seeing that that's the standard. Now imagine the code that would have developed around this and the practices that developed Let around this. Let me ask this. you, how did the code get all screwed up? Men got involved. Well, with so, their own prejudice and their own mindset. So, they got so, involved. So yes and no. When you don't understand the heart, which is really what was at, was the crux of that debate with Jesus and the, the lawyer, right? What is the heart of the law? What is the greatest command? When you don't understand that and you start filling in some of these blanks, you're going to go the wrong way. They, they didn't did. want to understand because in 32, what do they do? Make an idol. That's, that's they right. They don't want to understand. Which is why we need God, which is that's one of the promises right. of the new covenant absolutely. is, I'm going to put my spirit in you and move absolutely you. Absolutely right. So, so one of the things we do is we treat this as a Western style penal code. The other thing we do is exactly what you're talking about is I apply it to myself. Mm -hmm. Is I immediately say this stuff applies mm -hmm. to me. I want to show, I want to demonstrate real quick though, how stuff developed around this that didn't have to necessarily that this law didn't say anything about so in, in jeremiah 32 mm -hmm. uh jeremiah 32 i'm looking at verse uh six what's or eight what's going on here is the lord told jeremiah to go buy a piece of property mm -hmm. okay now the purchase of property is dealt with in the law he talks about it right you, they can only you can't sell it permanently you know it can only be there for you can only have it for so long your and jubilee is going to go back jubilee, to the family it goes back right. to the, to the okay. original but listen to what jeremiah says right this is verse 8 this is jeremiah 32 verse 8 then just as the lord had said my cousin hamal come to me, came to me in the courtyard of the garden said buy my field at an anthoth in the territory of benjamin since it is your right to redeem it and possess it buy it for you forever I knew this was the word of the Lord, so I bought the field at Anthoth from my cousin Hanmal and weighed out for him 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed, had it witness, and weighed out the silver on the scales. I took the deed of purchase, the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions, as well as the unsealed copy, and I gave this deed to Baruch, son of Neriah, the son of Messiah, uh, Mahasa, uh, I can't pronounce that, in the presence of my cousin Hanamal, and of the witnesses who had signed the deed, and of all the Jews sitting in the courtyard of the guard. None of that, getting an unsigned deed, a signed deed, getting it witnessed, none of that was in the law. Nope. So, a, 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 a modern analogy today, sadly enough, I guess depending on on how you th you view things, but sadly enough would be the way the the legislator branch passes laws today. Today, instead of fully enumerating the law and putting it out in detail, the way it works is our legislature passes an idea, and the executive branch steps in and writes actually writes all that stuff out. Okay, so it's very rare that they're passing the full. Um, I, I think famously. Um, Congre uh, Congressman Pelosi said this during the debate over the health care bill with Barack Obama, right? We have to pass it to see what's in it. And everybody <laughs> everybody got really upset yeah. and was like, well, that sounds absolutely backwards. But it turns out she's absolutely right. Because what they're passing is like a 2,000 page, this is our 2,000 page idea, which is insane. And then the regulators are going to come along and write a hundred thousand pages of regulation, right? To explain the two thousand. To explain pages. the two thousand yeah. pages, and then we're going to have thousands of court hearings over the hundred thousand pages. It makes absolutely makes, no sense. I agree, but that is closer to actually <laughs> how it worked 
right? In ancient, in ancient. That's Israel. what happens. Like I said, when people get involved, right? And if you don't understand the heart and the intent of the law, and don't understand the heart, you're going to get way off in the yeah. far country, yeah. right? Look at all of the things that Jeremiah did, right? He got a sealed copy. Did it. it's almost like he he went to the DMV and signed a registration, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yes, very similarly, right? We should not think of the law that's being given to us in Exodus, the law that we're reading through, as these binding, absolute precepts. Because they changed them themselves. They, and even Jeremiah, prophet of the Lord, changed it. And it's not and it's not a right or wrong that they changed no. it, okay? It's not so much that it was changed that was the issue. Did they bring forward the heart of the law? And oftentimes they didn't. Mm -hmm. The heart of the law is not love, always, but mercy, oftentimes. Oftentimes. You know, oftentimes, I, I think yeah. that that we have to understand that this law was written for a reason. It was that for these people who had come out of bondage. Absolutely. And it was written to bring us to Christ. Absolutely. That's what it was for. A hundred percent. And, you know, Jesus will deal with a lot of it when he got, when in Matthew and Mark and Luke yeah. and John, he deals with a lot of it. You know, he deals with their pre their perception of it. He deals with their, their implementation of it. You know, he deals with those things. Well, think about what Jesus says, not a stroke or a dot will pass from this law. Well, of course, how could it? The law is what? Love the Lord your God with everything you want. Love your neighbors yourself. The law is based on mercy. Because they compassion. asked him, what is the greatest command? He said, this is the greatest command. This is it. This is, this is the heart of all of it. This is it. Love and God with all of your heart. That's not going anywhere. No. That's that will always, always be. Always that be. was even passed on to us, that's which right. we're passing on to our children. That's and right. our children will pass on to their children. Love God with all of your heart and love your neighbors yourself. Love each other. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. So, you know, church, if you're reading through these in Exodus 21, obviously that's that's the only one. I wanted to get down to uh, the, the pregnancy one, but we, we didn't get there and that's okay. Um, if you're reading through these, do, do yourself a favor and in the back of your mind as you read through them, think of it from this perspective. How can I do this in such a way that shows my love for God? And how would I be able to do this in such a way that would help my neighbor keep this command yeah and that is more how these should have been read it's more than, of, of what's the spirit of the law what is the spirit that i bring with to absolutely, to this? absolutely. not necessarily what i what i bring every, every dot and, and cross t you know what's the spirit doesn't mean you have the the freedom to be disobedient but god will cover that down the road we'll deal with that where he starts giving you know principles for okay this is what you have to do if you make this commit this sin or that sin. and that's and that's such a one and that's yeah, Leviticus. because disobedience right that's what we think oh so then that's what i have to do i have to if my son hits me i have to take him outside and stone him no. that's what i have to and if i don't do that i'm violating the law no 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 no. it's not how it worked it's no. <laughs> not how it worked no it's not at all no. how it worked so but we're gonna um, do, we're gonna do 24 next, next yes next week we're gonna be in 24 we're gonna be in 24 there's something Absolutely. There. we're gonna like i said we're gonna skip you know we'll try to give you a heads up where we're gonna be the next week we made it really clear from the get-go this isn't verse by verse no no you we know, won't we, bring out this one thing about slavery and severance so. we we do do some verse by verse but not that's not the exclusive nature of the study because this really this really the 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 words of it really weren't written to us it was really written to them absolutely for a specific reason yes and so a lot of it doesn't apply the principles do and the precepts do and we'll try to pull that out of the new testament when we find it okay all right all right let's pray Father in heaven, thank you so much for being with us this evening. We pray your blessings upon this study, and we pray, Father, that uh, this study has been had been has been beneficial uh, to our audience. We pray for them, and every situation they find themselves in, we pray, Father, that that they will uh, they will learn to love you more through our study, 
and through their own reading of, the, of your word and that they will apply that to their lives. Thank you, Father, for them. And thank you, Father, for our opportunity to have a conversation with them this evening. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.